clap your hands unto the Lord. Just shout with a voice of triumph. Because he's God and he's worthy. There's nobody like him. Never has been, never will be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, Quickly to the book of Galatians. <laughs> Quickly to the book of Galatians, chapter 4, verse number 1. Feel like we are in the will of God <clears throat> this morning. Amen. Last night, for those of you that could not, we stretched ourselves for the supernatural, went beyond the norm, and I am believing today to be a day of Holy Ghost baptisms and miracles, signs and wonders. I'm not just saying that because it's protocol. I'm saying that because I feel that. If you're here today and you have never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, if you have never been born again of water and or of spirit, it takes both to make heaven. No debate, no argument needed. You love the Lord. I love the Lord. We're just going to do what Jesus said. And Jesus said, except a man be born again of water and of spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeneth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell from whence it cometh. So is everyone. So is everyone. I'm sorry that a lying preacher told you something different, but Jesus said you must be born again of water and spirit. But the good news is you made it to the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 4, verse number 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from that of a servant, though he be Lord of all. That the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from that of a servant, though he be Lord of all. But as under tutors and governors... Say it with me, until the time. But as under tutors and governors, until the time appointed of the Father, even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of this world. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. 
And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. I want to preach to you today, sons or servants. Sons or servants. Would you clap your hands, lift your voice, and glorify God a moment. You may be seated in Jesus' name. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 2. Anytime the verse starts with, and God said. If you follow that through, it will end with the statement, and it was so. Whatever God has opened his mouth and decreed to be, it shall be so. There is no demon in hell. There is no principality or power out of hell that is large enough, grand enough, or big enough to stop what God has opened up his mouth and spoke. If God can open his mouth and create a world, God can take care of my minute. You're going to have to help me a little bit better than that today. If God can create an earth, a sun, a moon, and the stars, and it lasts for thousands of years, God is capable of keeping his word to me. It doesn't matter what my adversary says or has said. My God is able. My God is able. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all I think or ask. My God is a mind-blowing God. My God is a never-ending God. My God is a ceaseless God. My God is an eternal God. My God is an all-powerful God. My God is all authority, all wisdom, all might. He is our God. Come on, if He's yours, let Him know. If you believe He's all-powerful, tell Him right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Muhammad can't hold a candle to Him. Joseph Smith cannot compete with him. Allah is no match for him. For all have come and gone. For all have come and gone. But the great God Jehovah, that was and is and is to come, He came, He is, and He still is. He was, He will always be, for He forever is. He is the I am that I am of the old. He is the fulfillment of the I am that I am of the new. He is God of the Old Testament. He is the Son, Christ of the New Testament. He is the Holy Ghost baptizer of the book of Acts. He is the blind eye opener of the apostolic church. There is no God like our God. That's why we ought to clap our hands and give Him great praise. 
Hallelujah. There is so much that I marvel at, at him being God. He absolutely blows my mind. There was more than one Lazarus throughout time. There was more than one Lazarus who had died and had been buried. But when Jesus looked at Mary and Martha and said, I am the resurrection and I am the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live again. And they said, had you been here a little sooner, he would not have died. And Jesus said, take me where you have laid him. Take me to your stinky mess. Take me to your stinking problem. And when they took Jesus to the problem, he just simply said, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead, come on church, you can't tell me there wasn't more than one Lazarus. You can't tell me there wasn't one. Seriously. You think that Lazarus was the only Lazarus that had died? But even in death, death has to obey life. Even in death, death has to obey the creator of all things. And death opened up its mouth and it gave back Lazarus whom it had claimed. I don't care what your mess is. I don't care how dead your dilemma is. If you can get a word from God today, there is nothing that can stop God from doing what he said he would do. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, you feel that? That ought to be your response to the Holy Ghost here today. No more shackles. No more chains. I am free. I am free from yesterday. I am free from the pitfalls of my life. I am free from the torment of yesteryears. For he hath set me free. He that the Son has set free is free indeed. I am free today. Hallelujah. Clap your hands and give God great praise here today. Hallelujah. He fixed me. He healed me. He protects me. He keeps me. He guides me. He watches over me. He walks with me. He is in me. He is on me. I'm just going to preach a while till you come to church today. He is everything. He is everywhere. He is all things. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the first and the last. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the ending. He is, he, he, it. You got to get it. He is whatever you need here today he is whatever you're going to need tomorrow he is whatever you needed last week he is he is God for he for he 
that cometh to God. Help me. For he that cometh to God must. I'm going to work on you. Must believe. Must believe. Must believe. You got to turn to your neighbor and say, You got to believe. Must believe that he is. And if you would put that on the screen or open your Bibles, you would see a comma, a hesitation. Must believe that he is. And a rewarder. He cannot reward you until you are thoroughly and completely convinced that when you come to God, He already is. I need a healing today. He is a healer. I need deliverance today. He is a deliverer. I need help today. He is the great emancipator. I need salvation today. He is the great victor. Come on, somebody. Quit letting the devil lie to you and tell you he's less than what he really is. You know what I find amusing? And I don't mean to be crude or rude today. But I find amazing that you can preach like this to God's people and get such a little... Let me help you. Let me let me help you today. Psalms 150. Praise ye the Lord. Praise him. Praise him. In a sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him. For his mighty acts. Look at you here today. Look how good you look. Look how right you are. Look at all that God's given you and blessed you with. Can you really afford to walk in here today. And give him less than what he deserves. God forbid the apostolic church forgets. That we are biblically required and mandated. To bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all, and all, and all that is within me. Bless, come on congregation, bless, bless, don't give him a token, bless his name. We're going to break this thing wide open. This is going to be a fountain of living water. Hallelujah. 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 Praise Him. Praise Him for His. Praise Him for His. Mighty acts. You wasn't there when they crossed the Red Sea. But that's why he said memorialize it. That's why he said take ye twelve small stones out of the midst of the river. 
and build the memorial on this side so that when your children ask you, why did you do that? You'll rear up and say, I know you wasn't there, but I remember what it was on the other side of the river. I'm afraid we have lost our memorials today because our children no longer ask, why do you roll in the floor? Why do you tongue talk? Why do you run? Why do you have explosive environments? And if there is no questions, there is no reminder of our past. But I've come today to tell you that had it not been for the Lord, had it not been for Calvary, had it not been for the waters of baptism, Some of you are starting to feel that old bubbling well. You need to go back and remember. Praise Him for His. Those stones, they tell the story of a people that which once was in bondage. That's all right. Let God and him do his work. It tells the story of a people that were in slavery. It tells the story of a people that once were mighty but now had become so abased that men had the rule and the right over them. But it also tells the story that what I was, I am no more. That what I used to do, I don't do anymore. The places I used to go, I don't go anymore. The man I used to be, I'm not that man anymore. I'm going to preach it until you believe it today. Praise him for, praise him for, praise him for it. And, 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 he didn't stop there. Let this go. This is going to be every service from now on. You build the environment, they'll come. And he said, after you have praised him, for his mighty acts. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Praise him according to his greatness. Watch me. I've learned. I've learned that however great God's people thinks he is, that is exactly how they praise him. I didn't say it. The book said praise him according to. Equal of. Equal than. 
So however great your mind can comprehend the goodness and the greatness of God, that's exactly how you respond. That's why the devil is in your mind telling you that God is a liar and that God forgot you and that your problem is bigger than God because if you don't perceive how great he is, you have no ability to praise him greatly. Let there be great praise in the sanctuary of God today. Just waiting on you to get it. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. However great you can fathom God to be is exactly the way you will respond to the presence of God. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they're all one mind, one accord, and suddenly there come a sound. Say it suddenly. There come a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared on them cloven tongues like as a fire and set upon each of them. And they all began to speak with other tongues. That is the greatness of God. But the Bible says, why do you folk act like you act? And they said, we just got a drink from Joel's bar. And it's everything Joel said it would be. It's like fire shut up in my bones. It feels so, so. They said, you folk are drunk. And they said, no, we're not drunk on Jack Daniels. We're drunk on the Holy Ghost. Praise Him according to His excellence. At the risk at the risk of offending some of you, you may be seated. We need a baptism of suddenly. A generation of preachers, our peers, think that everything that God does has to be organized and structured. And so we have programmed the power out and we've programmed the suddenlies out of the church. But when the Holy Ghost moves in a place, it ought to bring with it a suddenly. I know 
We are part of a society that wants to make church friendly. We want to appeal to the visitor. My intellect cannot appeal to you, sir. My wit, my abilities, the dynamics of my ministry will only entertain you. It will not change you. But if you give me five minutes to preach until the power of the Holy Ghost comes and a suddenly explosion. I'm going to tell you, sir, you can't sit there. You're either going to stand up and get the Holy Ghost or you're going to have to run out of this house. Because there's nothing like the greatness. You can't prophesy this into existence. It's a response of God's people to the glory of God. There's nothing that can compare. We've got this thing so dialed in. I'm sorry if I offend you. Just just hang on. We've got this thing so dialed in. It wasn't so when I was a kid growing up. You always had those one or two or four or five that when the Holy Ghost got to moving, they, they just they couldn't shut up. I'm going to help some of you intellectuals here a moment. Listen to me. I'm going to help some of you intelligent, smart folk here today. Fire hurts. Fire burns. I was preaching one place and they just couldn't get it, so I asked for some matches or a cigarette lighter. I was glad there's a visitor there. You know what I mean. So somebody brought up a cigarette lighter. I told one kind gentleman, I said, hold out your hand. I said, tell me when it hurts. And I lit that cigarette lighter and held it under his hand in about a second or two. You can't pre-plan it. It's when you feel it. There's a reason he said, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, we're good at being baptized with the Holy Ghost. But we negate and abort the fire. I'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with. Where is that? How did you get so good at setting in Pentecost? When it breathes, you can't help yourself. You just, you just, I don't care if the preacher's preaching or the song leader's singing. You just got to get out. It feels like fire. Shut up. The Apostle Paul, you're kind, stay with me. The Apostle Paul picked up the pen and began to write to the church of Galatia.
the authority of the Holy Ghost, the penmanship of the Spirit. And he said, if any man preach any of the gospel unto you, then what you have received, let him be accursed. He said, listen to me. It doesn't matter who comes and how they look and what they say. If it's different than what you have originally heard, they are a curse. That's what Paul said. He said, you must earnestly contend for the gospel. You've got to fight for this thing with all that you have. When Peter was come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. Because he didn't believe that the Jew and the Greek and the Gentile, he didn't believe that two kinds of people could come together and make one body. So Paul keeps writing. Contend for this. Fight for this. Earnestly contend for this. Don't think that you're ever going to be the church of Jesus Christ without a battle or two. There'll even be some among you that try to change what was the original manuscript. Don't fall. This is what Paul's telling the church of Galatia. Don't fall for it. And then, as the letter continues, he then moves into what I feel was the heart of his letter. He said, you are blessed. Are you with me? He said, don't ever believe that you are not the apple of God's eye. Don't ever believe that Abraham as a man was something other than what you are as people. Are you with me? Now, I'm not screaming at you, but I need you to get this. He said, Abraham, your forefather. Abraham, the originator. Abraham, the beginning of all. Abraham, the blessed man. Remember the guy that God said, wherever you go, you get. Whatever you touch, I'll give. Abraham left the land of the Ur of Chaldees. He traded borders for horizons. He said, what I have is not good enough. I want more. I thought you'd help me on that. By the way, let me tell you something. The blessings of Abraham are to you. Whatever God, whatever God gave Abraham, God gives you. And Paul keeps writing. If he blessed him going, he'll bless you going. If he blessed him coming, he'll bless you coming. If he blessed the fruit of his hands, he'll bless the fruit of your hands. If he blessed his basket and the field, he'll bless your basket. We don't have to be poor to be Pentecost. We don't have to be penniless to be powerless. I just need you to affirm that we're on the same page right now. For they, verse number 9 of 3 says, So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. So I got to looking at that, Pastor. And it said, they which be of faith, not of the faith, not of the faith once delivered, but of the faith that Abraham had, that whatever God said, God was able to do. I'm going to rewind that and say it again. Not of the faith that was once delivered, the gospel, but of the faith that when God's word came to Abraham, Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for... Watch me. He said the church 
ought to be so much like Abraham that if God says it, we believe it. Why? 14, that the blessings, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now to Abraham and his, you got it, and his seed were the promises made. Uh, I'm not a Bible scholar, but I, I, I figured out how to read at a young age. Now to Abraham. Singular. And his seed. Singular. Where the promises. Many. Abraham, I make this to you and to your seed. And I'm not going to make one promise to one man. I'm going to make many promises to one man. Are you with me? That's Abraham's promise. Abraham, if they are your descendants, they lay claim to the same promises. Let me just let me just cut to the chase here for time's sake. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster, for all had the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the same promise. Now, here's how it is. Here's how easy it is. Abraham is my daddy. Abraham is a father figure. Abraham is the originator of the blessings. They were promised, unparalleled, unmatched, unstoppable to Abraham. Abraham, you are going to be so blessed. Watch me. When God found Abraham, he did not find a poor man. He found a rich man. And when God got done with the rich man, read it. It's in the Old Testament. God made him very, very, very rich. I don't care if God finds you poor, he's going to leave you rich. If God finds you rich, he's going to leave you richer. God will never leave you like he finds you. There it is. You may have come in here addicted to drugs. When you leave here, you will not be addicted to drugs. You may have walked in here addicted to alcohol. You will not leave here addicted to alcohol. You may have come in here empty and broke. God will not leave you like... And then, and then he begins, or he continues his letter. He says, now, here's the part of the problem. Here's the heart of the problem. He said, ye are Abraham's seed if ye are Christ. How many today is born in the water and spirit, baptized in Jesus' name? Thank you. Then you are blessed with Abraham. Not blab it and grab it, not name it and claim it, 
But speak as a son of God. Speak as joint heir with Jesus Christ. That's the difference. This isn't one of those prosperity doctrines or prosperity churches. But this is a church that believes in the infinite wisdom of an almighty God that when God blessed Abraham, God blessed Jeff. You don't believe that? I tell you why you're sitting there you don't believe that. And that's okay. Here it is. And so Paul continues to write. He said, here's my issue. That the son is no different than that of a servant. Though the Son be Lord of all, we have used, since I first preached this church, a statement. It was, it was before me, it'll be after me. But we keep referring to a season and a time. It's the season, it's the time, it's the season, it's the time. Even God operates in seasons and times. But He also sets seasons and times. What does He do? He says from the beginning, at this place, at that time, in that season, I'm going to do this. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. Remember the Sunday school song? Zacchaeus climbed up in the sycamore tree. He was wanting to see Jesus, right? He was a little man of little stature. He climbed up into that tree looking and hoping to see Jesus. And the Bible says, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. I'm convinced if Zacchaeus hadn't climbed up or not, Jesus would have looked up that place tree another mind-blowing fact the tree was beside a busy road i'm raising four boys 14 17 24 and 26 hopefully the other three are men by now but we'll we'll let that testify later and i i raised boys i didn't raise sissy boys I'm not going to look at anybody. I'm just going to look at the carpet and preach. I, I didn't raise boys that played with Barbie dolls or Ken and Barbie. I, I raised boys that spit on things and kicked things and broke things and climbed on things. The carpet looks good there. I love the, I love the matching patterns. They didn't swish around. They didn't act like sissy girls. They didn't act feminine. They, they, they're boys. They, they got dirty and muddy. They're boys. I'll look at you now. And I know this. When we went into a hotel room, they jumped from bed to bed. And I would beat their behinds and tell them not to. And it worked until we checked into the next hotel room. And if there was a tree, they climbed it. And if there was a baby tree, they broke it. So I have a question for you. How did that tree beside that busy road survive all the little boys of the city? Because God needed that tree to be there for Zacchaeus to climb into it so he could come to the place and look up to it. I'm going to tell you right now, the devil can't stop what God's ordained for your life. The devil can't detour what God has ordained for your life. You've stumbled into this place today and you have come to the right tree. And if you just climb where you're supposed to climb, Jesus is going to look. 
He's looking right back there this morning and he's found that young lady and he's going to change her life today because Jesus came to the right place. He said, I've watched the church. I've watched God's intent for the church. I've watched it. I have, I have watched what God wanted to do. And the combat zone that we live in is God wants to do for the church, but the church is still acting like they are children. You see, I let my 14-year-old get by with things I don't let my 24-year-old. I'm just going to get crude with you today. You can dislike me if you want to. You know, you know when your baby's about five days old or two weeks old and they just, just mess all up in their diaper. And you think it's the cutest thing since sliced bread. And you're like, oh, look. Oh, my goodness, you're so cute. Look what you did. Look. Isn't that the greatest thing? You let them be about nine months or 11 months. And you're like, my God, have mercy. You are, you are death's door. God. What crawled up in you and died? Yeah. Yeah. But they're still in that age where you can accept the fact that you're going to change a diaper. But let me tell you what would be bad. If I go home tomorrow and walk into that hotel room and look at my 14-year-old crawl up in that bed trying to heal from his surgery, and I have to change his diaper. Or I go home to my 26-year-old man and say, and lay down, let daddy change your diaper, boy. Now, you, you're laughing, you're chuckling. That is exactly how the Holy Ghost feels about his people today. Mm. He said, when you should be Acting like a son. <laughs> oh, I want to show you something. I know, I know, I know. That little dude right there, that's a bank card, it's a debit card. And it's connected to Chase Pay. And I've connected two of my youngest, my old ones, they got to fend for themselves. But I've connected my two younger boys, my. 17-year-old my 14 they, they, They're on this account. Watch me. Last night, I crawled into bed. I was tired. I was ready to go to bed. I was ready to go to sleep. And I get a text. Dad, yes, please put 25 into my account. Okay. You know what Dad did? I got on my phone, logged in, and pushed the button and moved 25 into his account. It wasn't 15 minutes. And my young one texted me and said, Dad, I'm hungry for Greek. I'm going to send Logan to get me Greek food. Can you put $40 in the account for us? And I said, sure. Now, we're laughing at that. But the fact of the matter is, they got it. They thoroughly that all they got to do my God Father if you just if you feel like I know I'm not done right but if you'll forgive me God I just need 20 bucks please
you, you, you're laughing. You're chuckling at me. But that's how you act. Oh, God. When all you got to do is walk in and say, hey, I need 20 bucks. Now, a true son understands who his father is and how much his father's got. And a true father will not unloose or unleash his wealth to a son until he is convinced his son has the family business at heart. It doesn't matter what I buy. It doesn't matter what I buy. It belongs to my boys. I, I remember I remember as a kid, my dad saying, everything I got disappears. I can't have nothing. I buy it and you lose it. I could pick up the phone right now and say, Dad, I need I need a set of wrenches. I'll be over getting my your garage. And they're going to be there. Whatever I ever needed, my daddy had. And what was cool about it is if it's his. Other day I got to looking, other day I got to looking for a certain rifle. Hadn't seen it in a while. And I got to looking for it. I just wanted to touch it, you know, hold it, love on it a little bit. Couldn't find it. It was gone. I got to making the calls, Dylan. No, Dad, I don't have it. Colton, Dad, you know I don't have it. Logan borrowed it. It was in Logan's gun case. Not, not my gun case. It was in his gun case. And I said, why is it in your gun case? He said, because I used it. I said, why did you use it? He said, because it's yours. And I said, well, if it's mine, why didn't you put it back in my case? He said, because your case is my case. He said, I figured as long as I had it, you had it. I'm going to preach until you get it today. Paul said the problem with the apostolic church is they are blessed beyond measure, but they are too immature to act like sons and go get it. All right. I'll give them hope. Act like like I'm done. 13, 18, it's big birthdays in my house. And uh, my oldest boy turned 13, and we were in the deep sea fishing, man. We loved the deep sea fishing. So we, we were buying rods, handmade rods, and we were getting certain types of reels, and they know more about it than I know about it. And so his 13th birthday came along, and I said, whatever you want, whatever you want, you get. Today's a big day. And he said, you know, Dad, I want a, I want a new deep sea reel. I said, all right. Good. Glad you didn't say something else. And so we went to the fishing shop. We went to a certain store. And they sold reels. And man, we shopped. And we, we pulled out this reel and he'd spin it. And he'd say, Yeah, this has got this kind of bearing. It spins at this ratio. And you can have this amount of line and this weight. And I'm thinking, Man, this kid knows his stuff. He impressed me. And so I'm standing there trying to be proud, you know. I'm going to pay for this. Watch, I'm going to pay for this. I get to buy him what he wants. Come on, that, that, I don't know about you, but that made me feel good. 
my son is having a great day, and I get to buy him something. He wants it. So, man, he shot probably an hour, hour and a half. I mean, I kind of got bored, to be honest with you. I was ready to go. And so we finally made the selection. We put it on the counter, and the guy said, it'll be 200 and something, 300 and something, whatever it was. And I, I started to reach in my pocket, and the, the guy kind of looked at Devin. He said, let me, let me show you one more reel. He reaches under and pulls out a Calcutta, I think it was, and lays it on the counter. And I'm telling you, Devin's eyes. I'm thinking, well, that's odd. I was fixing to pay for what I thought he wanted. I'm just waiting on you. I thought that's what you wanted. I was fixing to buy this. And so he and the guy start having a conversation. And Devin reaches in his wallet and pulls out a a cell clipping. And it was that particular reel. And he says, yeah, this is the one I really wanted. And I said, Devin, hold it. Stop. I'm buying you this one and you want that one? He said, it's okay, Dad. It's okay. He said, I know you can't afford this one. I'll settle for this. So a while ago when I was saying you ought to praise him for his mighty acts and praise him according to his excellent greatness and I was trying to tell you how great he was I know you reached for what you thought he could afford but the fact of the matter as I was with Abraham so shall I be with you The promises, plural, that I made with Abraham, singular, and to his seed, singular, is now genetically transposed to you. It is granted and given to you if you are Jesus Christ's seed. You are also Abraham's heirs. And how come we come to church and ask for the cheapest thing on the menu? Is because that, my friend, is a servant's mentality. Please don't make me preach longer than five more minutes, please. Come here, brother. Hold that for me. I need to wipe my sweat. Thank you. Stay right there. Just stay there and help me. Matter of fact, just turn around twice. That's all right. Come over here. Step over here. There you go. Thank you. Put it down right there. Clap your hands. Lift your left hand. Put your right hand in your pocket. And that's how we have church. I'll give it to you so you understand. Let's all stand. No, let's all stand. We stand. Let's sing. We sing. Pastor said it today, last night. Clap your hands, all you people. It's altar call. Let's all come. And we walk around. Just tell me. Tell me what you want me to do. We got all this wealth and all this power and all this authority. And we walk around saying, just, just tell me what you want me to do. I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do, God. I'll go anywhere. I'll say anything. And he said, at some point in time, you're going to have to stop being told what to do and start telling what to do. You're waiting on me to close this day. And the Holy Ghost is saying, you can't. I won't let you close this day because they are my sons. They're not a bunch of servants anymore. The time appointed of the Father that they step into their true sonship. 
I could have let it go. I could have let you go and shout and talk in tongues a few minutes ago, and I told you. I told you I'm going to risk everything. So here we are. It's hard. It's hard to take a people with beggarly elements. How many of you, again, we're going to use this terminology. It's not biblically correct, but we understand our ex, whatever. You're just, you're just glad you're saved. <laughs> Is that you? That's me. That's me. You know, I hear all these people get up and testify. I was a drug addict. Man, I did this amount of drugs, and I stole this to get it, and I smoked 14 million packs of cigarettes a day, and I drank 14 gallons of whiskey. And I don't even know the correct term. I heard something about a dime bag the other day. I don't even know what that is. Eight ball, corner pocket. I don't know. I'm glad you know all that. I'm glad you come from all that. I really am. When you testify, I shout. I may not know your terminology, but I'm glad you no longer do what you used to do. I'm so glad I can leave my wallet. On the church pews. Really, I, I celebrate with you. I'm glad you're not a drug addict anymore. You look much better. But wait a minute. As great as his saving power was, let me tell you something equally as great. Keeping power. When in school, they were trying to get me to try it. Trying to get me to participate. But something in me, greater than me, said don't do it. And I was able to submit to the thing in me that said don't do it. And the thing that drug you out of the pit, kept me from the pit. So will I celebrate His saving power with you? Will you not celebrate His keeping power? Come on, congregation, stand to your feet. I watch, I watch, I, I, I just, I'm a, I'm a student. I, I hope I'm forever a student. I, I like to learn. I like to read. I like to study. I like to watch people. I don't like to talk much to people, but I like to watch people. And I'm fascinating with Pentecostal people. The people that have it all. Boy, that didn't, uh, yeah, that went over like a flock of turtles. You are listening. I'm fascinated with Pentecostal people. It's all I've known. This is it. I, I've gone to other denominational churches. I've sat in there. And, but nope, the same for me. I ain't lighting no candle. I don't have to say that prayer to a third part when I can say my prayer to the whole part. I don't need the virgin to go to God for me. She did her job. And when she died, she turned to worm dust. If I need to go to God, I'll go by myself. I don't need a preacher, a padre, a father, or the pope. 
I don't mean to offend you, but I'm just going to tell you. You, you, don't, you don't need any of that junk. You just need to know that you are a son. See? 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 We, you, we don't, we don't. And so here's the problem. We hear the preaching. We hear the teaching. Oh, yeah, we, we hear it. We hear it as students. Oh, God, get just, just two more minutes, and I will get out of the way. We hear it as students. We sit here in a class, and we are taught by the best. We hear the greatest. But at some point in time, Antioch, the student, the servant has got to become the son. Just tell me, this is what you look at right now. Don't, don't give, look at, smile at me. Come on, smile. I'm a nice guy. Smile. Smile. That's what you look like today. Come on, preacher. Tell me, tell me. You want me, you want me to run to the altar? I'll run. Oh, you want me to intercede? I'll intercede. You want me to jump? I'll jump. Just, just tell me. Just, just tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. No. No. We can close up shop and go eat somewhere good. For all I'm concerned, I ain't telling you nothing except the time appointed of the Father is here. And this congregation needs to step into its role of sonship. What do you want? Hold it, hold it, hold it. Right, you are freeze. Just stay right there. Everybody freeze. Don't move. What do you want God to do right now in the next five minutes? Look up here at me. What do you want God to do in the next five minutes? What do you want God to do tonight? Boy, there's some hungry folk here today. There's a few that are so hungry that you're a little messed up in your theology. You're a little messed up in your circumstances. But you are back again today and you are so hungry for something real in your life. What do you want God to do in the next five minutes? Instead of standing there waiting on instructions. Instead of standing there waiting on me to tell you how to respond. What does your father want you to do? If you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if you have never been born again of water and spirit, come. If somebody's standing next to you and they've never been born again of water and spirit, invite them to come. I want them to come right here. Come on. You come, you, you, you come to get it. You might as well get it. You, you come for change. You might as well get change. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on.
Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Thank you. Come on. Need some prayer workers. Need some altar workers. Need some altar workers. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, 500. Come on. Come on, folks. This is the will of God. Come on. You want a miraculous touch in your body. You want the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You want something real in your life. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Now, church, what does your father intend for this day? What is your father's will for this moment? And it is to that end that we work. It is to that end that we work. There ought to be a sound of praise right now. There ought to be a sound of worship right now. The environment ought to be getting charged. The atmosphere ought to start being conducive. Not spectating, not looking around, but you ought to be saying, help us. Come, Lord Jesus. Change their lives, God. Help us today, God. Help us today, God. Come on, believer. Come on, believer. Come on, believer. Come on, Antioch. And because you are sons, and because you are sons, and because you are sons, he hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, wherefore you cry, Abba, Father. Your father is the same as his father. You are the brother. You are the flesh. You are the flesh of Jesus Christ. You are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Come on, sir. Come on, ma'am. Don't, don't pray like a servant today. Don't beg like a servant today. Don't stand there and beg your father, please give me bread. Please give me drink. Please take care of my needs. That's, that's not how your father wants to do this. That's not how your father operates. In the name of Jesus. Close your eyes. Every, every eye closed. Everybody, if you're praying, if you're praying for, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Block out everybody. Block out everything. It's just you and the Spirit. It's just you and the Spirit. It's just you and the Spirit right now. Yes. Yes. I am a son. I am a son I am a son
That's it. That's it. If you start to recognize and feel the working of the Spirit in your life, close your eyes. The closing in your eyes, you're blocking out the world, you're blocking out life. It's just you and the Spirit right now. Be satisfied. That's it. That's it. Let the work of the Spirit, let the work of the Spirit come. They're talking in tongues today. This is the day of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. We are not servants today. We are sons. We won't be satisfied with anything ordinary. We won't be satisfied at all. We won't be satisfied with anything ordinary. We 
lift your hands all across this building saying this this morning. Out of your heart, out of your heart, out of your heart. I am not a servant. I refuse to be dictated to anymore. Given permission. No, no. No. No more. I've lived my entire life at the beck and call of others. But today I understand my rightful place in the kingdom of God. I am the Son of God. I am joint heir.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to keep praying. We're going to keep worshiping. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.